Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the Full-Time Report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United, the Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and Piedmont, an official health care provider of Atlanta United. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Well, I'll be completely honest. I annihilated my voice on that goal call by Goodman. So bear with me here on the full-time report. But for the first time ever, Atlanta United defeats Seattle Sounders 2-1 in most memorable fashion. A Golazo at the death by Andrew Goodman, I believe Gonzalo Pineda is already at the podium. Is that correct? Let's go down to him for his thoughts. Leg, something. Um, so, so we will uh, update on that. And then Andrew Guzman goal. Uh, I mean, I think it was perfect. It was the perfect end for kind of a message that we've been telling the players the last week. Like we do, we, we talk a lot about our identity as a team, and we always coaches we always message. Uh, creating more and better chances than the opponent and dominating possession and being the attacking front and be dynamic and making runs in behind and create a lot of chances from deeper areas so we create more quality chances and, and a lot of stuff like that. And at some point uh, we said, okay, I don't care how, but today we need the three points. I don't care if it is uh, we dominate in possession, great. If we don't, if we score a goal in the last minute, let's do it. And then Andrew gave us that, and, and it was just a perfect ending for my message before the game. So it was just a perfect ending for a game that probably we could have played better. But due to the circumstances and all that, I think it's a, a very good victory for, for the team. And it seemed like that first goal uh, is kind of an example of a lot of the things you've wanted to see this year, a, a run behind, pass into space, a primary assist zone cross, and a lot of targets in the box. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. That's actually something that we've been working very hard in the last few weeks on. On yes, we want a lot of, a lot of combination play and good quality in terms of possession, disrupting all that. But we we have to finalize that with uh, better chances, and that means from deeper areas, getting runs in behind is key for us. You saw today Mosquera, a little bit he, what he can bring. He can bring a little bit that explosion in the final third that we need. In the goal, Luis was fantastic with that sprint and then uh, that that ball with a lot of players inside the box. So it was actually, you're very correct, that's kind of an example of what we ambition in the final third. On that goal that Doug described, is that one of the reasons why you started Luis Araujo on the left and Cisneros on the right? Did you think that that was going to help you help facilitate that kind of goal? Yes, I felt I felt that that 
actually part of the game plan it was that trying to overload a little bit uh, Alex Rolden with uh, with uh, Caleb Wiley and, and and Luis Araujo probably two big ones and and then if we can get Joseph and Ronaldo in there plus Thiago I felt that our stronger side should have been the, the left side and then obviously Ronaldo's running behind it was a good challenge for him and Nuhu. I think they, they made a very good race. Both are super fast. And uh, I, I, that was the, the idea in behind. Then, obviously, credit to Seattle. They did a fantastic game. Uh, I cannot uh, say enough how much uh, I, I um, value uh, Brian Schmetzer and his comments before and after the game to me. And then they did a fantastic game. And that's why we're very happy, because today we beat probably to the best team in the last five, six years years in this league since 2016 no one has won more than Brian no one has won more than Seattle and then this this victory means a lot more because of the opponent so kudos to Seattle they did a very good game and 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 it was very challenging I also want I also just wanted to ask you about your midfield. The Rosetto injury kind of forced you into a pretty aggressive midfield with Sosa, Thiago, and Marcelino. Just how, how did you think that that worked out for you? Yeah, we, we, we took a little bit of a risk, and, and you saw probably that uh, I put uh, three players to warm up. It was Amar, uh, uh, Ivara, and Marcelino. And the discussion in the coaching staff was, what do we want now? Do we want to maybe solidify the middle with probably two more of, of defensive center meets, even though Ivar is more of an eight, but, but he can be a double six. And then Amar is more of a mix. He was more similar to Rosetto, actually. But then we said, let's, let, we're at home. Let's try to be aggressive. And let's try to put Marcelino with Thiago Moras, two tens. And it was a risk because they had also very good players in the middle. And defensively, we had to chase. But it was a, a risk that we were willing to take. Uh, Gonzalo, just analyzing what you told us about your your pregame talk, did the club feel both you know staff, coaches, players against the wall before tonight? Was it really that important to get this victory today, just based on standings, confidence, mentality? Can you discuss that aspect of it, please? No, I can tell you no. I feel like the players are are very determined to succeed and they have full determination to make playoffs. And I've seen that in the last two, two, two weeks of training session. Normally, they train very well. The they training levels are at a very high standard. Last two weeks, I've, se I've seen even more, more determination, more passion, more intensity, uh, better mentality, better mood. And, and uh, I, I just felt that at times, we have to find ways to win in different games. We've been dominating many teams at home. We've been dominating many teams away. But we haven't get the result. And something that I reflect a little bit on Brian, talking about Brian, he always finds ways to win, to manufacture victories, whether they dominate in possession, whether they go more transitional. They always find uh, ways to win. That's what I want for my team. We want to, to be in this moment in the last part of the season with now 11 more games to go. Uh, with full determination and uh, and the passion that they showed tonight is is very encouraging to me. Was this your biggest win as head coach of Atlanta United? I don't know. I don't know. It's one of one of the betters. Uh, I think I will always remember this Andrew Andrew Goodman's goal and and uh, it's hard to say because obviously uh, I have enormous respect for Brian. Actually, I think they did a very good game, but this victory means a lot for what I said, Seattle, Brian, and also the moment of the team, because yes, all that aside, 
my love for Brian and, and the coaching staff and the players in Seattle. Uh, now my job is Atlanta, and now what I'm very happy is about the three points that we got uh, because of them, because that locker room is full of good people, of humble people, of people that is full determined to succeed. Well, it is Pineda's 14th win since taking charge of Atlanta United almost a year ago to date. Um, it's hard to think of many much bigger than this. It's certainly from an emotional standpoint, it's got to be right at the very top. Yeah, and it's one of those that can be a little bit of a, a launching pad. And you look at these last two games. You go on the road to Chicago, who's in a good run of form at the moment when you go face them. You get a clean sheet. You don't get the goals to show for it, but you get them today. And, and again, you don't expect it from Gutman, but you had consistent quality attacking play. And honestly, I think you defended well today. Seattle's a good team, and and I think what Gonzalo said right there is, is very important, and it's something Atlanta is trying to get to. You look at the Seattle team that was on the field late, Raul Rui Diaz, Nicholas Ladero, Albert Rusnak, Christian Roldan, guys who have won things, Jordan Morris. They, they, they've won things in this league. They've won things internationally. They never are in a moment where they feel like the game is out of reach for them. They usually find a way to at least see that out or go win it themselves. Gonzalo Pineda is trying to build that team here. You had a group on the field at the end of the game for Atlanta United that hasn't won anything collectively. They haven't really played together collectively. Mosqueda has only been here for a few training sessions. You're trying to build that mentality and I think that identity. We've talked a lot this season, and we, we've talked about it at the end of last season, but this year it's really come to the fore, the playing identity that Gonzalo Pineda wants. And I think that's pretty well embedded. You, you want the ball. You have to learn how to play without it, but you want the ball. You want to control the game with the ball. You want to dictate the way the game is played with the ball. We know how he wants to play the counter pressure. That's a key element. We've seen it from day one this season. We know how he wants to play, but today is the day that I think you kind of see a little bit of how he wants them to be. Outside of the way they play from a tactical perspective or a philosophical perspective, you saw the, the kind of emotion that he wants within the group, the kind of belief that he wants within the group and the kind of confidence that he wants. Yeah, and, and I also think, it underscores something that we've been talking about the last few weeks. You're getting injured players back, mm -hmm. such as Andrew Goodman, and you saw the impact today. When you get Hernandez and Lennon back, and that's coming very soon, it changes a lot as far as the risk-taking equation is concerned for Atlanta United because now your back four is whole again. And I think today, you know, in a short spurt, obviously, in a very clutch goal, was an example of that. Yeah, look at what had to happen today. And, and that's the, the interesting element with Hosechu's injury, which, I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable how many guys are going down for Atlanta United from weird situations. And, and please don't start trying to read anything into it. Hosechu comes down on, I think it was a corner that he's dealing with, and he comes down and lands awkwardly. There's nothing you can do. It happens. It hadn't happened to him, but it happens. And... That decision-making process, we talked about it with the three guys warming up. 
and Moreno was maybe the riskiest one, the boldest one, the most confident move to make because he decided to try to put Seattle on their heels. Well, Seattle then flipped it 10 minutes into the second half. They brought on Rui Diaz. They brought on Leva. They reshaped the midfield a little bit. Then Pineda responded, brought on Ibarra, forces Narrows. Got you a little more of that. Sosa couldn't finish the game out. You're able to adjust Ibarra. Look, playing as the six by himself, that's not something he's really done. He struggled a little bit defensively. They found a way to get it done. Man of the match brought to you by Heineken. We didn't really get much time to discuss this here in the Give booth, it to Goodman. I think you have to give it to Goodman, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just yeah, 10 minutes or ten minutes plus with stoppage time of uh, outstanding, incredible play from Andrew Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> you get you hit a goal like that. You yeah. don't have to do any. You could sit it, down the whole rest of the time Andrew, if you hit that goal. Andrew Goatman, am I right? Yes. Uh, what, one of the most memorable game-winning goals in Atlanta United history. I, I want to be careful with recency bias, obviously, but, uh, I mean, it, it's right up there, in, in my opinion, with um, the Moreno goal against Chicago last year, which came right at the very, very end. Uh, the goal in San Jose in deep, deep stoppage in 2018 when Atlanta United was 3-1 down. Uh, that was Joseph. Um yeah, probably a couple others I'm, I'm not thinking of right now. And if I can't remember it, it probably doesn't deserve to be on the list. But it, it's certainly one of the most memorable game-winning goals in Atlanta United history. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots were 14-10 to 10, Seattle. Shots on target 5-4 Atlanta. Possession 52-48 Seattle. Key passes 10-9 Atlanta. Expected goals 1.32 to 1.05 Seattle. Uh, the corners each team had seven. The duels were 51.4 in favor of Atlanta United. We said that would be a very key stat because these two teams were third and fourth in the league respectively on dual success rate. This year, fouls were 11-9 Seattle. It was a very even match statistically and it felt like it was an even match but Atlanta United gets the win 2-1 over Seattle Sounders. You want to hear how we call that game-winning goal? You're going to hear it after this So the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back, 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 back to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 2-1 Atlanta United over Seattle Sounders. The first time Atlanta United has ever beaten Seattle, and it comes in most memorable fashion, a Golazo at the death by Andrew Goodman, which you will hear in a few moments. But right now, let's go down to the Atlanta United dressing room where young Aiden McFashion, I call you young Aiden, I'm sorry, but uh, you're still young to me, uh, young Aiden McFadden joining us at the uh, – the microphone, and um, you're a grown man now. I don't think there's any doubt about it, and I think you confirmed it today with another incredibly solid performance. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, It feels like to us here in the booth that this could be a potential turning point in the season, and, and, you know, obviously that goal came just about 15 minutes ago, so we're all pretty sky high right now. But uh, what's the feeling in the dressing room, and do you guys see this as a potential turning point? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was still dancing when I got asked to uh, come take this interview. So, <laughs> <laughs> good. yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to be able to pull anybody away to come talk to us with <laughs> a goal like that. I mean, the spirits are pretty good. Um, we felt like we earned it, and it came in dramatic fashion, which was always, you know, pretty fun. Uh, Andrew still swarmed with media himself, so <laughs> what a goal. What a, what a day for him. That's awesome, coming back from injury and then straight away making an impact. It happened, obviously, on the end of the pitch where your technical area is. So did you have a look at it? Oh, I mean, yeah. were you able to and, – and did you think it was going in? Yeah, I, the second he took a touch, a few guys were, yep. were telling him to hit it, and yep. it came off his foot, and we were all in the air before it hit the back of the net. Yeah. It was just what, no, what a hit, what a goal. Great day. Yeah, wild one. Um, walk us a little bit through your day. Really strong performance defensively. You had some interesting challenges as the game progressed. You know, knew who's going to bomb forward from that side. You had Leo Chu for a while, then Jordan Morris switches over there. How did the game evolve in your mind? Um, well, I mean, I've been saying this every time anyone really asks. I'm just having fun with it. I'm playing against the best players I've ever seen. So <laughs> it's pretty fun, you know. Uh, they're creative with it. They're trying new things. And I'm trying to learn how to shut them down every game. So, yeah, they threw a lot of different looks at us. Um, we really wanted the clean sheet. I felt like we probably could have. Rocco made some incredible saves, and the goal is a bit unfortunate. But at the same time, we walk out of here with three points. So that's what's important. I'll, I'll always remember talking to you on draft day and, and yeah. just how excited you were to come to Atlanta. But would you have ever guessed at that point that not only would you be in MLS a year later, but playing as a right back? Um, the right back might be the harder selling point, but I mean, I, I always bet on myself and believe in myself. That's why I came down here. and. I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. Um, and if that's playing right back, left back, or they put me in goal, I'll give it all I got. <laughs> all right, Aiden, let me wrap up with this. Very important question for you. Uh, Notre Dame against Ohio State on September 3rd. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Irish. I'm yeah. shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, we're going to be in Portland for that game. Uh, maybe we can find a spot to watch that with you. I'd, I'd be. We're all going to be rooting for Notre Dame that night if you go to a Big Ten school, and I'm one of them. So I, I'm on your side for one night, in. Love it. Love it. All right. Hey, congratulations. Great play today. Huge win. Enjoy it, and get back to the dance floor. Will do. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, Aiden. See you. Aiden McFannin, who um, – uh, one of many Atlanta United players who was really, really strong today in this 2-1 win over Seattle.
We'll get back to our uh, commercial break when we come back. The highlights of Atlanta United's first ever win over the Sounders in a moment on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You don't care for me. I don't care about that. You got a new fool. I like to laugh at. I have only one to burn in desire. Let me stand next to your fire. 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 Let me stand next to your in the full-time report because today is the first time Atlanta United has ever beaten Seattle. Three draws and a loss coming into today, but a 2-1 win in incredibly memorable fashion. They were in the Hendricks kit, so I figured it was appropriate to play Jimmy yeah. Hendricks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Seattle is one of those cities where it is not difficult to come up with music. Uh, no. There's quite a robust and diverse music scene there. I uh, want to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total is currently uh, 6000 I think it's $8,000, excuse me, $8,000 uh, to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. By the way, you know that narrative about Rocco Rios Novo oh and all that? Uh, his shot stopping in the last two matches, 86%. And had a huge save on Jordan Morris in the first half of this game. He's made some big saves, too. They haven't all been comfortable. And you just cannot discount what he brings to the table in possession as well. Absolutely. He's, he's the best passing goalkeeper in the league. He's one of the best passers in the league among everybody. And he just allows Atlanta to build up and deal with pressure better than almost any team in the league because of what he gives you. All right, let's get to the highlights, uh, just the three goals. It opened with Atlanta United in the 23rd minute, and I hope this goal is not forgotten in the big picture of what happened today because it was beautifully worked from Caleb Wiley to Luis Arruju to Ronaldo Cisneros to give Atlanta United the early 1-0 lead. 
Parata now starts forward down the near touchline. Sent into the middle to Cisneros. Flick to Josatu. Square to Almada. Squared now to the left to Franco. Drives this down the left wing to Wiley. Wiley plays this into the far corner. It's run down by Arushi. Across to the penalty spot. Cisneros shot. Score! It took a little while for things to open up, but Atlanta United's got the early lead on Ronaldo Cisneros' seventh goal of the year. Caleb Wiley had been decked by Yamar Gomez Andrade, what, a couple of minutes before that. He picks himself up and hits a perfectly weighted ball down the left side for Luis Araujo. He's the only one who's going to get to it. He gets there, cuts the cross back. Cisneros gets helped from a deflection. It's not the greatest, cleanest finish from Ronaldo Cisneros, but a really well-worked goal by Atlanta United. And it's the third assist for Araujo, the first assist of Caleb Wiley's MLS career. Yeah, and for Cisneros' seventh goal in league play, not bad for a midseason acquisition. So Atlanta United had the 1-0 lead, and they took that into halftime. I do think you have to give Brian Schmetzer credit because when he introduced Danny Leva and perhaps more significantly Raul Rui Diaz early in the second half, things really started to open up for the Sounders, and they had two minutes of really sustained, dangerous possession against Atlanta United with the dam finally breaking for Atlanta in the 68th minute on this goal by Christian Roldan. Now it is Yamar Andrade sending it down the right wing. Chopped ahead to Christian Roldan. Crossed to the penalty spot, headed up in the air by Franco. Down to Abara, but he can't clear. It's Christian Roldan sending it ahead to Ruznak. Ruznak pulls the string, back to the right, dribbling forward, back heel Ladero, sent to Nuhu, left side of the box, crossed to Rui Diaz, block, second ball at the penalty spot, shot, score. Christian Roldan. It felt like it was coming, and there it is. Seattle equalizes in the 68th minute. Atlanta just unable to clear. It just felt like every time Atlanta would clear, it'd come back. Even in, in the goal-scoring sequence, Ibarra makes a pretty good play on the first attempt on goal from Roldan, and it just falls right back to Christian Roldan. And in the 18, he gets that opportunity to open up his hips and place it with his right foot. He's going to bury that more often than not. Well, I wonder what the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna is. Wild guess. Uh, now, I, let, let's backtrack just a second. So, 1-1 after that rolled on goal in the 68th minute. Seattle did not stop playing. No. Uh, no nor did Atlanta. I mean, it, it was pretty wide open for the final uh, 20 minutes plus stoppage, in my opinion. Seattle ran out of gas maybe a little. They, maybe they, a little. They, yeah. they went for the second goal for a while, and it was waning. And I think the subs from Gonzalo Pineda in the 82nd, on, on either side of the 82nd minute, very awkward shape for Atlanta United at that point. But Gonzalo Pineda went for the game. He pulls Sosa. Leaves Ibarra by himself, which was a little dicey at times. Got it done. And he pulled McFadden. He brought on Gutman, who, you know, did something kind of important. And he brought on Mosquera, who I thought really yeah. changed the vibe. Rui Diaz gave Seattle confidence when he came on. Mosquera giving Atlanta some confidence when he came on because he looked dangerous every time he touched it. 
Well, uh, here is the game-winning goal by Gutman right at the end, one of the most memorable uh, and perhaps significant game-winning goals in Atlanta United history. And, yes, it is the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanner. Now 90 seconds left. Here's Moreno now coming down the right wing. Ahead to Araujo. Right attacking third. Stripped by Nuhu. Bounces back to Moreno. Moreno coming forward now to the top of the arc. Pass to Goodman. Goodman. Shot. Score! Golazo to win the match. Andrew Goodman. I don't believe it. And if Atlanta United ends up making the postseason in 2022, that goal may have sent them there. Incredible turn of events. Much felt like that. Yeah, that and, pretty much summed it up there, Mike. And about as loud as this building has been in a couple years, too. That was really, really I, mean, I would I'd venture to say maybe the loudest this building has been since the pandemic. Uh, yeah, definitely. And not. a great crowd today. Nearly 69,000. They go home entertained. The hot play of the match brought to you by Scana for over 20 years. Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. We went back and looked at it a few times during the break. And the the pass from Moreno, who uh, added another assist to his tally this season. He's got quite a few, Marcelino Moreno. Six now, which is co-leading with Almada, the Go team. Gutman had a lot to do. The touch kind of bobbles on him a little bit. No one stepped out, and, and Andrew <laughs> takes the step forward like, okay, this is opening up for me. And he hits it so pure with his left foot. I don't think he's intending to hit it with the outside of his left foot but he hits it so well powering through it, it has a little bit of that right to left spin because when you get the angle behind him and, and really like our angle from lower, it's going just wide initially and curls back in because he hit it so well. Such a pure strike from Andrew Gutman. All right, uh, we'll come back with your questions and comments on Twitter. Send them in to us at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. And the full-time report continues in a moment after this dramatic 2-1 Atlanta United win over Seattle Sounders on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Almost always. Almost always. Occasionally I'll, I'll weigh in with something. But Jason almost always picks the music. This is the first time that Atlanta United has ever beaten the Seattle Sounders. So we have Seattle music for the first time in the full-time report. 2-1 was the score if you missed it. Is this, like, the hardest city to narrow down to three songs or three artists? Yeah, it might be. It's one of them for sure. I mean, L.A., New York. Miami a little bit a little, is a tough yeah. one. L.A., New York, just, I mean, they're so big. And don't have too many wins so over Miami to test that theory, though, uh, unfortunately. Had, but a few, had a few lately. Let, let's just say. I've played some glorious stuff on no, that's true. That's uh, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's pretty clear that um, Seattle's a little bit easier to pick from than, say, the, the catalog from Columbus. Yeah, that's a tough the, one. The, the catalog from Cincinnati is a little tricky. Uh, that's a really tough um, one. As somebody who, you know, really grew up in the mid-90s when, you know, somebody like Pearl Jones, the first 
real concert I saw at the Fox Theater was Pearl Jam, and they played Rearview Mirror. Yeah. And I thought Rearview Mirror might be a little appropriate today. <laughs> well, uh, Atlanta United, a big, maybe life-giving win, 2-1 over Seattle Sounders, a dramatic game-winning goal by Andrew Gutman. Uh, let's get to your questions and comments now on Twitter. Chris Kilroy, Parata and Franco were solid, and I hope this maybe means we can go to a back four. We just have such quality attackers. Having to put in that third center back for an attacker just feels wrong. Was needed at the time, but hope we can turn the page. And it feels like they probably have. Yeah, look, the, the, the piece that you're missing, though, Chris, is Santiago Sosa's return because you can't go to a back four if you don't have Sosa back. And Sosa started last week and they played a back four. Was it a little abnormal to start? Yes. Porrata was playing a right back. It was a 4-3-3 last week to start. Porrata was a right back. Is he a traditional right back? No. He, he's not going to go forward as much. He's going to stay at home a little bit. He's not going to stretch the field like Lennon or Hernandez or, or McFadden will. But it was a 4-3-3, and that started because you got Sosa back, because you got a six back there. Now, Porrata, because I think George Campbell – has really been a, a punching bag for too many people out there in his performances. He was third in the team in minutes coming into today. He's out for a little while. Parata has more experience at the top level. He's older. I think he's more of a natural leader. He's more vocal. And that's been the number one element from Juan Jose Parata is his leadership and I'll always remember the first time I noticed Juan Jose Parata since he, when he came to Atlanta was before he even came into the match. When he was the one, when Caleb Wiley made a mistake, he's out there yeah. consoling him and talking to him. And then he came into the match. He's constantly talking and organizing. In That's English, the by difference. the way. We're yeah. In English. Yeah. He's working very hard to be an important part of this group because this is the first time he's really had extended playing time and confidence put in him by a coaching staff. And Barata's delivering in a big way. Alan Franco has delivered in a big way in these last two no, games as well. He could have been man of the match today. He was my man of the match last week. I think Alan Franco's been brilliant. He was your man of the match too? Yeah. Last well, week? Was that who you picked? We shared the same brain. <laughs> I'm telling funny. you. Yeah, no, I, I thought he was – I thought he didn't take a step wrong last week and, no. and seemed today. If anyone, believe it or not, in the center back pairing may have made an error at any point today, might have been Parata yeah, he with made that one. one that didn't produce anything, a, a foul in the second half. Yep. Okay, uh, Nick wants to know, in the next five matches, how many points do we feel Atlanta United needs to earn out of those five to say sustainable in the playoff race? And five matches by the way if you don't know at cincinnati home to red bulls at columbus home to dc at philadelphia i think at a bare minimum seven you have to win the two uh, home matches mm -hmm. and find a result somewhere on the road yeah uh, that's where i would be um we were talking about it coming into today with this kind of collection of matches two home two away you get the three points today you're home with Red Bulls. You're on the road to Cincinnati and Columbus. I felt like all four of those were winnable. Y you go a step further. The D.C. game is very winnable at home. The game in Philly, look, Philly's on an incredible run right now. Does that continue when you get to them? Maybe not, but they've been outstanding, and they're so good defensively. That's going to be a fight. So in those five, I think four of them are winnable games. 
and you need to win the home games and steal something on the road. I'm okay with that. Seven is, is fine by me. Marsha Mead says the guys played like they wanted to win today. They were fighting hard for every ball. I don't think that's been an outlier this year. I right. think that's happened more often than not. But I do believe Marsha's observation is correct. Yeah, Marsha's not insinuating anything past that. Others have this season. And, and this has been something that I've said consistently. Gonzalo Pineda said it consistently. And it, it's something that outside of, look, honestly, one comment after the Austin game, one from Joseph Martinez afterwards, and one from Gonzalo Pineda, which he then clarified further after the fact, about the effort and, and work, a lot of people ran with things off of that. I don't feel like this team has quit at any point this season. You look at the number of goals they've scored in the last five minutes plus stoppage time. You look at the number of points they've rescued. You look at the fight in this team. They've had situations where a lot of teams would quit with all the injuries they've had to deal with. You've had a ton of situations. We can't just say that they show the effort and they show the fight and they show the want to win when they do it you can't then take it the other way which has happened at times to say that when they don't win they don't show it because I think they've showed it consistently the Austin game was the one where there were questions but even that was blown way out of proportion in my mind all right I'm gonna do some on air producing here for a uh -oh. second are you comfortable taking a comment on that yeah okay Shiva says I hope Joseph can give us something to look forward to because he was not good today and I agree with that. Uh, yep. Shiva says we need someone that can be at the end of those beautiful passes from Almada and finish. I, I thought he struggled today. And he he showed some moments where he worked hard and he pressed. And there were a couple of moments. There was one where he slid in front of Fry. Fry ends up giving it away on a long ball. Um, it didn't work very well with, with Joseph up top today. And, and that's going to be maybe the biggest conundrum for Gonzalo Pineda to solve because Joseph Martinez is not making those runs in behind that the team needs to open the game up. You go back to that Austin game, and, and it's something that I harped on a lot in the days afterwards. Austin played a high line daring somebody to make runs in behind. Nobody did. So Austin could compress the field. That's what teams will do if that run isn't there. Ronaldo Cisneros gives you that run. Is his first touch clean as much as you want? No, it's not. I, I want that to, to get better. But he works, and he gets in behind. He stretches the field. And even when he runs and doesn't get it, he opens space up for Tiago Almada, for Luis Araujo, and others. You've got to get more out of the forward position than you got today. A and it felt like at times Joseph Martinez was out of sync with the way the game was being played around him. But he kept fighting. And, look, that's something I'll give him credit for Absolutely. that because the, the yeah. chasing down Stephen Fry, that was really late in the game. But I don't know what's keeping him from making some of the runs in behind that this team needs because when he always checks into the middle, it's too easy to defend him. And then it crowds the space for somebody like Tiago Almada who needs that space. And then Almada's got to drop deeper or wider to find space Tiago Almada, to, to change the subject just a little bit, I thought was brilliant today. Absolutely brilliant, Tiago Almada. Because when the game changed and Josechu went out, it was Almada who made the midfield work with Moreno as a 10, with Sosa as a 6. Because Almada's picking the ball up in defensive spots in his own half, in dangerous areas. He's finding ways out of it. He won three tackles today. 
Tiago Almada did everything the team needed to function today. And that's what you have to get across the board for Atlanta United to do what they want this season. All right, so let's take that a step further now. Let's assume that Mateus Ozatu is at the very least not going to be able to play a week from today in Cincinnati. And the latest report we have on Ozatu, by the way, is that he had lower leg discomfort. Uh, there's a report that he rolled both of his ankles at different oh. points of this game today. Uh, we definitely saw him roll his left ankle mm -hmm. uh, prior to him being subbed out. So let's assume that Josetu would be unavailable for at least one match. How would you, if you were Gonzalo Pineda, problem solve that in the midfield from a personnel standpoint? It's going to be game to game. Um, Cincinnati and Red Bulls and Columbus are very different opponents and what they bring to the table, and it's three games in a week, so you're probably going to see multiple people. Um, two of them are on the road. I, I think Red Bulls, that feels like a game for Franco Ibarra. It feels like a game for the bite that he brings in that midfield because it's going to be 50-50 balls all day. The other two where I think you can take the game to the opponent, and, and especially in the Cincinnati game, I kind of like the idea more and more of a midfield trio with Sosa sitting behind Almada and Moreno because I I feel like I've seen enough of what Tiago Almada brings to the table that he can be the balance in that midfield. When you have a six and you have a ten, you really need a mix midfielder, an eight. When we talk about that, just to, to be clear, six defensive first, a ten attacking first, an eight is a box-to-box, -box, is both. You need a balance. Sosa, six. He's going to sit. He's going to defend. He'll step forward from time to time, but he's a six. He's a defensive midfielder. Moreno, he's gonna, you want him high. You want him on the ball in dangerous spots. Almada, you want in those spots where Moreno's going to get the ball, and Almada thrives in those spots. But right now, to get the most talent on the field, Almada as the eight, I've seen enough from him to trust him to do what needs to be done in those moments. I think a lot of that just comes down to Sosa and his ability to give you 90 minutes, and that seems to be not an issue now because he's given you 180 of the last 180. Didn't quite get 90 today. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah 81 and today. And that's the one that I, I I hope everything's good. I hope it's just, look, it was an intense game. Uh, he just didn't have enough to finish it. You know, he had that, that collision where he went low and, and got popped in the head, and, you know, he played a long time after that. But I hope everything's fine because – Sosa being in this team balances it. He's the one who gives you the balance. He's not the one who's going to get the, the headlines. He's not the one who's going to get the highlights. But he's the one who gives you the balance between attacking and defending. Without him, it's a challenge. Without him and potentially without Mateus Hosechu, oh, <laughs> Gonzalo Pineda might need to come out of retirement. <laughs> and play, play center back, you know, or holding midfield. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of holding midfielders, it's my understanding Ozzy Alonzo was down in the Atlanta United dressing room today, and I think he traveled to Chicago he last week, didn't he He did. Not, he, so. he brings a lot of life to the group whenever he's around. Obviously, a lot of friends with the Sounders uh, as well, knows that team incredibly well. Ozzy Alonzo has been very, very important here lately as he's been around, helping this group get through some tough moments where he can't help them on the field. All right, we've got the Abe TL warming up in the bullpen, so we'll take one final break. We'll come back and we'll have some thoughts on that Cincinnati match next Saturday. Right after this, Andrew Goombin winning it at the death for Atlanta United this afternoon, 2-1 over Seattle Sounders on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Radio 92.9. The game, a dramatic 2-1 win for Atlanta United over Seattle Sounders this afternoon with Andrew Goodman scoring a Golasso, a rocket from 23 yards away into the right upper 90 at the depth. I'm putting up a poll on Twitter. Uh-oh. No, I'd, I'd, I'd like your thoughts on this. Okay. So, not necessarily talking about the most impactful, but the best late game-winning goal in Atlanta United history. Uh, best goal? Be yes. So not the most impactful. Okay. You can take best a lot of different okay, ways. Right. But yeah. So just like, was it a golasso or not? Okay. Best game-winning goal, late game-winning okay. goal. What are the options? All right. So my options that I'm going to give are today, mm -hmm. Joseph, at San Jose. Mm -hmm. That was a really September nice goal. That was a headed in goal. Barco down the line. Beautiful then Miguel Almiron, great cross. Uh, I'm going to go with Moreno against Montreal last year, here, mm -hmm. uh, or other. What do you think? I'm trying to think of the others. You'd have Moreno in D.C. where he eh, kind of found it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the one that I would like to put in there, I can't remember exactly the minute. Is Moreno in DC in twenty one, the the cutback across the Ooh, grain goal? Okay, so that that's a now now we get into the debate about lateness because that's late. That was pretty late. Yeah, it was eighty second minute. Oh, that that's where it gets debatable for me. Like I I feel like the lateness factor. It's got to be eighty fifth or later. If, if that's but the we're line, really nitpicking yeah, yeah. on that because that yeah. you're right. That was a great goal. Yeah, that was an absolutely great goal. That was that. That's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Uh, today is the best goal that was scored late, according to your definition. The Moreno goal is really close to it. Even even if you, you said that's late enough. Gutman hit this ball so well today that just looking back at the replay, I mean, I don't think you can strike that any better than he did. And, again, look, recency bias is a thing, and I want to be really yeah, careful sure. about that. The other one that I was thinking about including was Pitti Martinez in 2019 against D.C., in the 89th minute, he had that header. Yeah, the emotion uh, of it was like today. Right. The, the quality of the goal, uh, you know, it, it, it's pity crashing into the goal. Right. Uh, Emerson Heinemann against San Jose in 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, that would, I think, be in the discussion. Oh, I almost um, forgot about that Mulraney one. against Charlotte this year, I think, yeah. could be in the discussion as well. That's so there are a lot to choose from, but uh, go ahead and vote in the poll if you want. It's at MyConti929. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati's going to play Philadelphia tonight. I'm sure that's going to be a very, very emotional match for them up in Cincinnati because there's a lot of connections between the current Cincinnati technical staff, obviously, and Philadelphia. And then on top of it, you have the Medunian in farewell tonight. These teams, Atlanta and Cincinnati, have already played this year, and they played to a scoreless draw, which is kind of hard to figure out given the – the attacking quality of both teams. But what I recall about that match, Jason, was it was a very good Atlanta United performance that unfortunately did not produce a goal. Yeah, Cincinnati, look, you can spin things however you want to spin them. Cincinnati has won one game since the middle of May. One win at home against Orlando City on June 24th. 
they are right now seven straight without a win. However, if you want to spin it the other way, they've only lost one time since mid-June. <laughs> they lost one time to Columbus on July 17th. A lot of draws. Six out of the last seven have been draws for Cincinnati. We'll see how it looks today. Brandon Vasquez is in the best run of form in his professional career. He'll be a handful up top. They'll also likely have Matt Miazga in the lineup next week for his first game for, Seattle, for, for Cincinnati. That bolsters their defense in a big way. But I think it's a winnable game. Cincinnati is still kind of learning the ins and outs of the pressing, you know, Jim Curtin light kind of style that Pat Noonan is playing. I think he's still figuring out how he wants his team to play. They're not going to be easy to break down. I think Atlanta United has a, a definite advantage in quality in the attacking half of the field against Cincinnati's defense, but you have to continue to battle to get those chances and got to convert them. The movement off the ball is going to be key against Cincinnati. We'll try to press you. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's my favorite stadium in the league, one of my favorite road trips in the league, a sneaky great road trip. We'll be on the air 7 o'clock next Saturday from – TQL Stadium in Cincinnati, 7.30 will be the kickoff, and we hope you'll join us for that. Uh, for our producer today, Dylan Matthews, our engineer, Miller Pope, and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Again, it's Atlanta United defeating Seattle Sounders 2-1. We'll see you next week here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.